Tom Shiplet Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Wednesday night edition of the Tom Shiflett Podcast. I am your host, Tom Shiflett. Friday Shotgun with me is my co-host, Kyle Harkins. What's up, dude? What's going on? Not much, man. So, uh, just a uh, little late night here, getting a late start, 10 p.m. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, the Nuggets game is currently in the second quarter right now while we're recording. Had a little yep. bit of a... Well, don't want to get too behind baseball here. We got a little bit of a heated debate here until my phone died. Both of our phones died, actually, about Paul George. You know, that happens to a lot of people this time of the year. So that was fun. Good spirit of conversation about that. That was always good fun. Always great, great fun with that. But, you know, we'll get to Paul George and the Clippers in a second. We'll get into the Sixers. We'll actually get into that game. We alluded to it, you know, while we were recording why the game was going on. And I actually got to actually sit down and actually watch it today while I was at work. No big deal. Um, and then we can actually get into that more and actually what Philadelphia did to really take this game. And I think they can take it into the next couple of games here and just win this game. And about, I think they can win the series in five. I see a lot of people still saying that they feel pretty comfortable with Atlanta winning it at six. So Kendra Perkins was saying this morning on like all the television shows. And I was just like, I don't know how you can feel that way, but. I mean, I guess from his point of view, it's like Trey Young didn't play well, and they still were kind of remotely close in this game for a while until the kind of, you know, the Shake Milton game happened, and Shake Milton kind of just broke their back. But yeah. I mean, they had 32 bench points until the fourth quarter. Atlanta was 32 with nothing in terms of bench points. Yeah, and then they finally, you know, chipped in a little bit with Shake and yeah, Shake came players, off the bench so. and just like was at a least spark it came. Punk, I think it didn't. It was like 39-26 at the end. So it was, it was, it yeah. was pretty even. It's pretty even. I mean, Thibault came in, he had a nice, uh, and one, you know, dunk off of Simmons fast break. And it kind of was just like, they just started putting some stops together and just scoring on it. And then that was about it. And then I think the frustrating thing is that, you know, you know, uh, MB was great, blah, blah, blah. But like Simmons was great too. And just about every way, but you know, he only took three shots. He had four points, whatever, but you know, defensively against Trey young, he completely changed that ball game with him being on there. And yeah, also with Doc, definitely played a factor. when Doc had him and Thibel on the floor at the same time where they'd have Thibel guarding Young and Ben Simmons guarding the four. So when the four came up to set that pick and roll on that screen, they just switched it or they trapped him and then Trey Young was in hell. So, I mean, it was a fantastic yeah. adjustment by Doc. I thought he did a great job of just getting away from those all bench units. He played it for a little bit, but for the most part, he at least had a Tobias Harris, a Seth Curry, or... Embiid or Simmons out there with the other four guys. And it looks like now, do you keep going with Maxi at all anymore? Or do you just go straight with Shake and George Hill now? And that's it. Like, do you even play Maxi anymore with the way that Shake just played the other night? Well, I think they like Maxi a lot. So we're going to, we're going to see, we're going to keep on seeing I think him. he's good for like changing the pace and everything. But I think at times he just gets a little too out of control and yeah. he starts taking shots that they don't really need him taking. Um, mm -hmm. But if he can kind of rein himself in a little bit, and if Shake's going to pitch in off the bench like he did, I mean, it was kind of frustrating watching him in that six or that Wizards series because Shake has been so good this year off the bench. Like, he has been a real positive for them every time he's been in, and he was just god-awful in the Wizards series. Towards the end of the year, he was bad, but it looks like he's kind of coming out of his shell here, and it looked like, I mean, uh, you know, Philly looks like a complete ball club here. Like, they really look like a complete basketball team here. And, you know... Brooklyn looks really good. Philly also looks really good. Like they both look like two really complete teams where it's like, mm -hmm. 
You know, if Jim Harden is still struggling here, he's out game three. They said they should get him back in the series at some point. They just came out today. He's not playing tomorrow night. But, you know, if this kind of lingers a little bit, um, they might they will need Harden in the Eastern Conference Finals against Philly. For sure, they would. Yeah, I think it's going to, you know, could be de- definitely with that matchup. And with him being down there, it's going to be quite a problem. So, and like, ben Simmons being 6'10 and running the point. Embiid, and then if. Denver somehow makes it out of this and they meet Brooklyn in the finals. Like he's legitimately the only dude who's left who can kind of just take advantage of Brooklyn's deficiencies down low. I mean, mm-hmm. after this, if they get through Giannis and everything quick, then they just have to worry about Embiid and then possibly yeah. Jokic. But I don't think that's going to happen. But I, no one is going to be able to take advantage of the biggest flaw that they have. And it's just Brooklyn is going to cakewalk to the finals here. If this isn't, it's just, I, I don't, it's insane, man. It's just crazy that we're talking about this so casually that James Harden is going to miss another playoff game. And it's just, it's not even uh, big news. It's not even a conversation. Yeah. It's not a topic piece. Like it's just, yeah, James Harden's missing. It'll be all right. And it's like, are you insane? Like, just think of that. Like, I know. James Harden, one of the best players in the league. It's not even a blip on anybody's radar that he is missing multiple playoff games here in the second round of the playoffs. It's just nobody's even losing sleep over this. That's just how great Milwaukee – I mean, Milwaukee has allowed Brooklyn to look here without James Harden because I think at the end of the day, they really truly need James Harden a lot. Like, he makes things a lot easier for all those guys and not even just Kai and Kevin, but, like, everybody there. He makes life so much easier for them. So – Hopefully they're just resting him as long as possible. And they, look, they have every right to, unless Milwaukee comes out here and punches Brooklyn in the face two games in in Milwaukee, and then you feel a little nervous. Then you maybe you rush maybe. Jim back. But maybe. I mean, I don't know. Uh, for my sake, I hope it's you know our sake for content's sake. I hope it's good games and we can get we can get something out of this. If it's a four yeah. game sweep, we're like, God damn it, man. Gotta just and never uh, talk just, to me about the Bucks again, the but. Board. Watch I don't think I think it just season. comes down to make some shots, man. That's it. Make some shots. And yeah. because we're not talking about, you know, Brooklyn's defense here this series. If if Milwaukee just makes consistent shots here, you know, like people are talking about, you know, they held Milwaukee to 86 points the other night. It's like, yeah, a lot of that was in garbage time. You know, it was over earlier than that. You like it's just Milwaukee's missing so many shots and they're taking so many difficult shots all the time that they don't have to. They're beating themselves almost every possession. It's so frustrating. But mm-hmm. Brooklyn is doing some things defensively. They are. They're doing a good job. Like schematically, they're like, okay, let Giannis beat us. Just ISOs at the top of the key. Go ahead, babe. Yeah. We don't care. Let him go. One on one. We'll him trap go. Drew sometimes off those pick and rolls. That cool. Whatever, man. Like, uh, they're doing some things, man, and the biggest thing is that they're exploiting every single mistake that Milwaukee's making defensively. So it's just they have to be so perfect, Milwaukee, in every way because they have no chance of stopping this team right now offensively. They they don't have an answer for Kevin Durant. They don't have the answer for Kai because the scary part is, after we talked about in game two, those guys still have not gone off yet, and they have lost by about 50 points going into Milwaukee. That's a yeah, good they, thing, they, or that's a very bad thing. Right. Too, because when they start playing Philly, that like the, the like the other players like Joe Harris, I don't think he'll get as many open looks like he's getting as Milwaukee. Like they'll calm down, and then we'll have to see Katie and Kyrie actually turn it up. 
But I mean, as for for Milwaukee, they gotta it. Ha, it starts in the offensive end. Well, like, the offense has to start going, and then and then defense will start giving them a little bit of you know. Well, let's not forecast too far ahead. I can play like a little defense for twenty four seconds. So, I'm, I'm happy to go down there now. I'm not in hell down there missing every shot. We're we're in agreement now that you know this is this is Philly series against Atlanta, right? They they get them out of there in about five or six games, right? Five or six. Oh yeah, that, their bench doesn't come out. That mine was slow. mine yeah. was five you know at I mean? the beginning. Like, even if they do. They Philly show the just how better they. Well, are, DeAndre so. Hunter is out for the season, so that just came out because he had a, a meniscus tear, a, a more severe one than Embiid had, so he's done for the year. So it was kind of, you kind of puzzled that Nate McMillan played DeAndre Hunter banged up that way for most of the year like that, and he just kind of, kind of wheels I fell off there. Worse. So that's a shame, man, because they're down Cam Reddish now, they're down DeAndre Hunter, and now you have to have Solomon Hill starting in his place and. You know that's a that's a huge downgrade, honestly. I mean, obviously, everyone knows that. And Solomon Hill missed a hell of a lot of shots in Game Two. That kind of could have swung the game in Atlanta's favor. There, he missed a lot of open shots, and so did Bogey and Trey Young. I mean, shoot. I mean, Bogey was, you know, he missed a lot of shots that he made very easily and very, you know, frequently in Game One. So I don't know. I could. It wouldn't shock me if this game, if this series actually did go further, because I think. You know, Maybe in a way, in a way, people are correct. Like Atlanta could have played a hell of a lot better and they were in it for most of the game until that last body shot that Philly gave him. But if Tobias Harris is going to play like he did in game two, alongside Embiid playing mm-hmm. and dominating Clint Capella, I just don't see Atlanta pulling out this series here. And no. if Doc is going to stick with what worked in game two from here on out and Tobias Harris is going to be Tobias Harris... I mean, that's I'm 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 pretty comfortable with Philly getting them the hell out of here in the next couple of games here. And Seth Curry looks comfortable shooting, yeah. and and he's been hitting his shots too. That's huge for them. Danny Green started to get a couple to fall a little bit, but you know, Danny Green, that's the thing, <laughs> man. Working. Like he does so many little things where it's like yeah, you're kind of like you can't get mad at the things that he doesn't do well because he does everything so well. You know, if he misses a couple of shots, you're like, it's fine. You've done a million great Danny Green things that don't show up on the box score that. I can't really be upset about it. He plays winning basketball. He always has. That's why every year he's yeah. in. He's on a the team. They're going to the fucking finals. Yeah, he's an important part, man. It's, it's one of those important role players. He's that, a sixteen-game like, player, man. Every good team wants him. So sixteen-game player, man. You can never have too many of those guys. You know what I mean? You, if you had a team full of Jay Greens, they would be, they would win whatever conference they're in easily. They they would come out and compete. Team full of Danny Greens, all fifteen, and the coach was Danny Green too. Yeah. They would be finals finals contenders every single year if you had a team full of Danny uh, Greens. But they'd be trending they'd be trending on Twitter every night. Hey, I love I love some Danny Green talk. I'll talk about Danny Green all day. He's so goddamn good at everything. Yeah. But I mean, the, the, his shot will fall too eventually, and then that's just. I mean, again, I kind of alluded to the. I mean, uh, Joel Embiid was insane. Like he was laughing mm-hmm. at them double teaming him. They were doubling mm-hmm. him, and he was just like, I don't care. I'm gonna blow through you, and I'm gonna dunk it. Or I'm just going to hit a nice little mid-range jump shot in your face. I'm going to laugh at you that you're trying to double-team me. I'm not even thinking about passing it out. I'm just going to dominate you. This is it. Yeah, I think he's going to. He's just going to keep doing this. And uh, the game game one, he came out a little, you know, uh, Flat. I don't know how hard I have to play. Got an easy 30. This game came in. It was just like, I know what I can do. He punched him in the 40. face from the jump, man. Yeah, and I think that jump, little I mean, that he little scuffle he, he got into with Capella and that little, that little skirmish he got in there with Gallinari kind of got him in the game early. And he was just like, Fuck you guys, pal. I'm going at it. You're gonna yeah, it's gonna be a long can. night. It's gonna be a long night for you guys. I'm gonna <laughs> dominate you. He wore him out, man. 
And it was it was kind of shocking to just look at the box score and go, whoa, Ben Simmons did what now? I know he didn't take that many. He took how many shots? Okay. Well, he's two for three. You know, he boarded well. He had some assists. But he just played great defense. And you know what? Honestly, if Doc Rivers just said, Ben, just make Trey Young's life a living hell, and whatever else you give me, I'll take it with a smile push on my face. But you take, if you take got... Trey Young out of here and you run pace, that's perfect for me. That's all we need yep. from you this series, brother. If Joel Embiid and Tobias Harris are going to keep doing what they're doing, Ben Simmons could just be a, a hellcat on defense, push yeah. some pace, get him in some sets, and that's it, man. I mean, he's he's doing what he needs to do, and I just don't understand why people need to nitpick this. The Philadelphia's offense, when Ben Simmons was out there, had 158 offensive rating last night. Yeah, and we dude, would have bitch and complained about shit. Like, what are we complaining they, about? They just won by a million points, and it's still yeah. not good enough. They get right in their sets, and they're doing what they're what they're attacking the mismatch with Tobias and Embiid, and they did a great job of doing that. Like, he's running the offense, he's doing what the game it's, plan is, and they won the game by what twenty, whatever it was. So. It was one eighteen to one hundred two, and it was a lot. Yeah, it was it was a it was a bloodbath for a little bit there. But it was a close game. I mean, they they both kept the Atlanta like, came back. Bogey kept him in it, man. He was hitting some tough shots. So was Gallinari. He was in some tough yeah. shots, man. He took some he bad ones, but he quarter, made man. he, he made a lot. lot of tough shots, man. There in that fourth quarter, he was making some shots until Shake Milton came out and was like, "Fuck you, pal. I'm done. I'm done with yeah. you guys." Give me a quick. 14. Where were you? Where were you during the Shake Milton game? That's funny, man. Like. It's funny how it comes full circle because about this time last year, him and Embiid were like almost getting into a fist fight on the sideline in that Boston series. The end of the right. first half. No, it was in the Indiana series. Yeah, it was in the Indiana series. Shake right. had a really dumb turnover or something. And Joel Embiid told him he fucking sucks. And then they got into like a, almost a fist fight. But look at Shake now, huh? Shake's helping him win a playoff game, huh? Probably got his, probably got his job back. That's what's up. And then the nightcap. So <laughs> I'm going to admit, I went to bed at halftime of this one. I laughed. I texted you, honestly, I texted you around halftime, and I said, the Clippers, or the Jazz, don't have shit for this Clippers team, LOL. Yeah. This will be a quick series. And I went to bed. Yeah. And I woke up, and the Clippers lost. And I was like, well, what the hell happened here? The Jazz missed 18 straight shots in the second quarter, and they still won this goddamn ball game. That's the most asinine thing I've ever heard in my life. A team missed 18 straight shots, and they won a game. How did you not blow them off the court? It's absolutely astounding. Like, when they were up just, like, 10 or so, and they they were just miss, 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 and they didn't increase the lead at all. It was like, that's not good. This is not good. But then they got to 13 going into the break. I'm like, okay, I'm going to bed. This is fine. Wrap it up. Kawhi's not playing that great right now. He's not really in attack mode. He'll get into his rhythm in the second half. That's it. It's a wrap. It's over. Nope. Donovan Mitchell had other plans. My Lord, this is what I was talking about before the series started. This is what Donovan Mitchell has to do every single night for this team to go where they need to go. From the jump, I said if Utah wants to be a real contender, Donovan Mitchell has to take a superstar leap, man. Like He has to be the best player in a series, series after series after series, for them to get where they want to go. Because yeah, play, yeah, just like what he did last year in that ball. He was insane last night, man. Like he was just pulling from everywhere. And then once they kind of like, all right, you're not shooting threes anymore. He just blew right by him and just lived at the rim. Like he did whatever he wanted. Yeah, at halftime he was two of eight from three. I'm not sure where he finished, but uh, 
I think he I'm actually I have, it, I have it right here. But it felt like he made all of them. It didn't feel like he was two for eight though, because he hit those first couple deep ones. You're like, God damn, he finished. And <laughs> let's see. Oh, I have the defensive stats up right now because I was looking at something. And also, he's he's going to the hole. You gotta. Uh, I mean, he had it from everywhere. Trying to take a couple more charges. You know I what think I mean? the but thing is that he really, couldn't really do nothing about him. So it looks like L.A. is just going to. I don't know if they're going to change it from here. But it looked like their philosophy last night was going into it was we're going to go small. Even with Rudy out there, we're still going to have Batum playing at center. But we're going to switch literally every single thing. And we hope that you win one-on-one battles. And at the beginning of the game, they weren't winning those one-on-ones. So it was working. And that's how they had a 13-point lead. Then in the second half, that matchups, they weren't working anymore. And when they kept getting that switch with Marcus Morris one-on-one with Donovan Mitchell, he saw food and he just went to work. I mean, he went to work on him. Like, Marcus Morris gave up 24 points in the second half. Just one-on-one with Mitchell. Like, he just, he cooked him, man. Yeah, it was weird. Because Donovan Mitchell hit his first two threes, and I think his face was part of the game, then he missed his next eight. And then he, you know. And he turned it on. Like, it seemed like everything he put up was going in. And, you know, it looked like Ty Lue had pushed all the right buttons here. I mean, going right. Like, at halftime, I went to bed because I was like, Ty Lue did it. He, he The matchups worked out perfectly. His defensive scheme was perfect. He made Donovan Mitchell take some hard shots, and he's up 13 going to the break, and his two stars didn't even play well. He's playing with house money right now. This is perfect. Luke Kennard came in there and pitched in some points in the first half. You're like, this, this is incredible. He's pushing all the right buttons. We're on to game two. I'm not even worried about game one. And then you look how the way the game ended, and it was it's kind of discouraging for both teams because Utah was up 108 to about 97 or 100. I think it was... I think it was 100 to 98 for a while. It was like... It was double digits. It was eight... I think it was like eight or nine points with about a minute and change left. And then they didn't score a bucket for over... I think it was 45 to 50 seconds where it was multiple possessions where Donovan Mitchell took a tough shot. Then they went down on the other end. The Clippers did. Paul George hit a shot. He had a free throw. Kawhi got an and one. And then you're looking at this and you're like... Okay, we're at a three point guy. We're at a three point game here after PG hits that three, and you're like, okay, are we going to overtime here? And then Utah has a really bad possession, and then you're walking down the court, and you know, surprisingly, Tyloo didn't call a timeout to get a set or anything, but they got three pretty good looks. You had both your star players touch the ball, and you could have gripped your way into free throws with Marcus Morris. He could have just jumped into Rudy Gobert and got three free throws and tied that ball game up. I don't know why he avoided yeah. contact. If anything, that's the moment you jump into contact. That's the one. Because they're going to give that to him. The big man barreling into him in the corner, they would have gave him three free throws. I know he wanted three for some reason over top of him. I, I don't understand what he was doing there. So Rudy got an easy block, and then Marcus is scrambling, and the game's over. So I don't know. This game was – is this – I could I don't know how to feel about it. Like I still feel like Utah is kind of – if Donovan Mitchell doesn't play like this every night, then they're not going to beat this Clippers team. Because I'm banking on the fact that Kawhi Leonard's not going to play like that again. Yeah. I think that's the last one. I think that's it. I think he's going to have that one where he still played well. He was 9-19, whatever. He didn't shoot that great, but he had 23 points. He was, you know, he was in foul trouble early. He didn't really get into a great rhythm, but I don't see Kawhi playing that bad again because they really don't have the guys like we were talking about before game one started to really make his life difficult. He just missed some shots that he was living on really this entire season. 
Same thing with Paul George. Yeah. He missed a lot of shots that were wide open off space, and he just didn't knock them down. These are things that Utah didn't do anything to pressure them. They just missed shots. That was it. So I guess it's kind of encouraging in a way for the Clippers, but it's also kind of you didn't beat a team you that missed almost 20 straight shots, and you didn't beat them. Like, you yeah, didn't bury you them then. And this was – this is I mean – you could have stole game one here, and you don't know when Mike Conley's going to come back. So they're going to be significantly better when Mike Conley comes back into that lineup. It's I don't I can't place the series because in my I, in my gut I feel like it's it's the Clippers are the better team here. Honestly, I do, just because they have one of the best players in the world. Yeah, they have the best player in the series. But if Donovan Mitchell's going to play like that every night, he's not. Donovan Mitchell's going to be the best player in the series if he plays like this every night. Utah is going to win this series. It's also, this the is the Luka thing Utah all over again. But it's like, and Rudy had his moments where he looked out of place and bad. But, yeah, I mean, I, for the majority, he wasn't terrible. You know I, I mean? think because like, the mismatch, you know, he's he, they put him out there and he just gets haunted. Well, the thing was that too. Quinn Snyder was just like, I'm just, I'm not afraid to just leave you out there with this. So I'm going to leave you. He stuck with him, and it, it paid dividends because they started to get some more stops, and they really started just get those dump offs down like Boban was mm-hmm. against them. So. As long as Quinn, because I thought Quinn Snyder was a little quick to go, all right, Rudy, you're kind of out of this game right now. This isn't you. This isn't a you game. You know, we're going to go with Niang and, and Royce O'Neal and, like, go small, small. And Clippers were like, thank you. This is perfect. Yeah. And then they put Zubac in for way too long. Again, they're 0-4 now in the playoffs when Zubac plays more than 18 minutes. Stop doing that. Stop yeah, it. He's just, he, yeah, he was in there way too long. That he's in quarter, there, and they're too like the generous with third. those switches again. They're just too generous with those with Zubac out there, leaving him on an island. It's just... Whatever, man. I, Tyloo is gonna adjust. He's gonna figure it out. But I think what works is, I don't. I don't think you change it. I think you switch everything. And you go beat me one on one. Go ahead. But the thing with Utah is, man, they're gonna chuck. They're gonna shoot. They don't care. Like they missed eighteen straight shots, and they were just like, "We're gonna keep taking threes. We do not care. We're gonna keep. Yeah. We're gonna make them. We're gonna make them eventually." And they sure as shit did in the second half. They started falling, man. It was some high level basketball there in that third quarter. Especially from Utah, there was some incredible ball moving into just incredible shot making. Well, so it's gonna be a fun they series. That offense like that, and they make shots, and yeah. Kawhi and Paul George struggle from shooting. Yep, it's gonna be hard. They can get out and run too, and it's just gonna be harder for the Clippers to keep rotating. You know what I mean? I mean? So yeah, it's it. This is gonna be this is gonna be a very entertaining series. It's gonna be I very have no entertaining. Idea. If I had to go, I'd I'd say Clippers. gun to my head, it's the Clippers. Clippers in in seven, or but it's go. I think it's gonna go seven though. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I mean, Utah is never going to be out of a game the way they shoot the three. And the same thing with the Clippers. Ideally, they didn't shoot the three very well last night. But for the most part, this is one of the most efficient three point shooting offenses the league has ever seen in the history of basketball. So, you don't fifty shots in a row, and he'd be like, "I'm going to make fifty one." So I don't care. And you just need if you're going to be if you're going to be a perimeter oriented team like that, you have to shoot like that. So I guess it's kind of like. You know, Paul George was missing a lot, but he had to take him. Like, yeah, they're all just take him. Take him. Take him. You have to take him. So, hopefully, he goes better. It was the 12th time he shot less than 30% in a playoff game. It's the most ever. He joins, like, Bob Cousy and Russell Westbrook and a bunch of other guys who played in, like, the 40s and 50s who couldn't dribble with their left hand. So, (laughs) you know, it's not a great statistic for him to be a part of. I think, you know, we got into our thing because most people just. They just go straight to Paul George. And, you know, I I think 
it's not asinine to think that, you know, Kawhi could have played a little bit better. Everyone could have played a little bit better. But yes, Paul George, four for 17 is unacceptable. But if you look what he did, you know, if, I'm looking at his metrics here defensively and, you know, he 36% was against him. You know, like he gave up 30%, 6% shooting on him. And he logged about 13 and a half just actual defensive possessions, 46 and a half partial possession minutes. So, I mean, he gave up 12 points. Marcus Morris gave up 24. Luke Kennard gave up 20 points. 20. He was only guarding someone for 10 minutes of, of game time. He gave up 20 points. But he scored 18. But you're like, man, you're giving up as many as you're scoring here, pal. So this is, this is not great. Reggie Jackson yeah, gave up 14. So it's like, it's tough. I mean, Paul George gave up four out of nine on three, though. And a lot of those were just like, Donovan Mitchell were just hitting those fucking threes where he was like, 33, I'm, I'm chucking. I'm hot. I'm doing it. Yeah, I think Clarkson hit one, two, or two. Maybe. Clarkson hit a really tough one at the end of the clock where it was just like, what are you going to do, man? That sucks. Like, yeah. Shit happens, man. But I, I just don't think you could bank on, you know, Kawhi and PG playing this. But maybe PG. I mean, the thing is, too, it's like, this is kind of like what our conversation boiled down to. It's like, okay, man, everyone, because I'm a big Paul George guy, whatever. I don't think he's the greatest player in the world, but I'm a Paul George fan. Like, he's one of the smoothest dudes you ever see. Tools-wise, he is. You put a guy, a basketball player together. It's it's probably gonna come out looking like Paul George, honestly. But he yeah. just it just doesn't come together all the time. It's infuriating. I don't know why I hitch my wagon to these players like Ben Simmons and Paul George, where I just want to rip my hair out. But again, you build players in your mind. That's usually what those two dudes are gonna look like, honestly. Oh yeah. But oh yeah. I don't expect Paul George to be this hall of famer. I don't expect him to be this superstar. I don't expect him to be, I don't know, like taking over the game and like winning it at the end. I just, I think Paul George is a good, like two. I think he's a good Robin. I think he's a good third guy sometimes on some nights, but like, I don't expect him to be the one and everyone keeps expecting this. And they keep telling me like, he's been doing it for five years, five, six years. He stinks in the playoffs. It's like, well, what's the definition of insanity doing the same thing over again, expecting different results. It sounds like you're just insane. That you're expecting that Paul George is gonna miraculously do something different that he's never done, and he's proved time and time again to you people. So it's kind of like I'm taking whatever he gives me, honestly. And if you know, last night was I, it was really sick. I was on the ropes for a lot of him missing and missing and missing, and I was like, God, I hope they win this game because if he misses, I'm gonna see it all day on my timeline. Everyone's gonna make fun of Paul George all day, and it's gonna make me really sad. Sure, shit enough. They lost by three points. He shot four for 17. Well, if you would have made a couple more. I know, man. Yeah. But well, Kawhi, Kawhi could have shot better, too. Marcus Morris was one for 11 from three. Okay? How about we direct? How about we talk about that one? That's insane. One for 11, dude? From three? He was four for 14 from the floor. That stinks. Yeah. I mean, just they Marcus Morris is having a hell of a roller coaster minutes. ride this postseason, man. He was automatic through the regular season. Again, one of the most efficient three-point seasons you've ever seen in NBA history, and this this postseason has just been a roller coaster ride, man. And then well, after finally getting on his ass. Well, after the Mavs series, yeah. the way the Mavs series ended the last three games, he was he found his shots. So you're like, okay, this is gonna be great for the Utah series because he's gonna have so many open opportunities mm-hmm. off of those guys, and he sure shit did. And boy, did he miss all of them. So. Again, well, I don't think I can I bank on this zone, happening again. He found that shot in the zone, but when they, when they play man to man, it, he, it, I don't know. I think they're coming out on him a little, a little harder. That it's not, it's just not as he easy. He drove, as a he shot. drove quite a bit when he had that switch with Rudy on him, but he just 
he couldn't finish around the rim and they didn't give him a foul call either. So he was kind of just, he was kind of in no man's land there. He was trying to get a foul. They weren't giving it to him and he wasn't, he couldn't finish over him. So he was just like, well, I guess I got to just take threes here, even if they're contested. So I don't know. Yeah. Great job, Rudy. Don't let up a three down stinks. three. Thank you. He sh- it was good God, I- how did Marcus Morris not just jump straight into his chest? He crashed so hard into him and jumped in the air like that. And it's like, this was it. This was it. Just jumped right into him. They're going to gift you three free throws. We're going to overtime, babe. And he's just like, nope, I'm avoiding contact. I'm going to dribble over here. And you're like, dude, that guy's going to block the shit out of your shot. Just, what are you doing? Also, why did Kawhi give the ball up? He gave him a grenade, honestly. He gave Marcus Morris a grenade. Here, go in the three. Rudy's going to charge at you really hard. Good luck with that. I don't know what to tell he, you. While well, watching, he kind of stumbled, and um, he just didn't have it. I mean, uh, whoever Joe just like suffocated him while Randy stumbled. So it's insane. He had Joe Ingles on him. He's like, no way. He could have created enough space. Like, uh, I don't know. And then a lot of people were saying well, they could have called timeout, but again, they got a pretty good look. They got two stars who had a chance at it, and then Marcus Morris could have grifted his way to some free throws. But on on to game two. On to game two. I just hope that Donovan Mitchell just he goes on this tear here and he just he breaks like all of Carl Malone's like playoff records, so we now have to see his name on the screen. Boy, they what took a, a lot. Boy, they the uh they showed a lot of him, didn't they? Jeez, they showed like every every chance Utah guy. Every chance every chance they got, they showed up. Uh, they showed him on the it's screen. Not, it's not a, And Greg Anthony was talking about how great he was. Like, bro, shut up. It's not, it's not a good look. Why, why do they want to promote? This I don't. Guy? I don't. Talk, don't talk about Carl Malone. <laughs> don't talk about that guy. No, thank just, you. They show him just to, like, it's just, he's here. Look, our Padres here. Just everyone just, you know. Who's he wearing? He's wearing, like, a Jordan Clarkson jersey, wasn't he? I was like, damn, you didn't even get, like, a Donovan Mitchell one or something? They gave him Jordan Clarkson? (laughs) He looked weird, though. Yeah, he didn't look right. What what, what, what do we wear, like, a black polo or something with it? Yeah, he was wearing, like, a golf shirt underneath of a jersey. It's like, what are you doing, man? They didn't wear his, like, cowboy hat. Yeah, and his toupee or something. I think he had his toupee on. He doesn't have a toupee. What are you talking about? Does Carl Malone have a toupee? What's that cone hat? Where's he? Where's that? That's a that's a toupee. No, do you know what a toupee is? Toupee is fake hair. Oh shit! What's that? Thing? What's that? What's that? Thing? Oh, British hat. That's you're talking, you're talking about like one of those cabbie hats. Yeah, that, it's like a it's like. A I know the hat you're talking. That's not a toupee. You, you, you learn on the side. You learn something new every day, don't you? <laughs> You've been going around thinking that's a toupee. Unbelievable. What have you been calling a toupee? Is a wig? I think a toupee. I think I just doubled up. It's two just, things. It just both of them. Okay. All right. Well, every day's a school day around here. I knew something on your head was a toupee. Maybe I'm just getting the wrong one mixed up. You know what I'm saying? Maybe. You know, it's late. Who knows? It's been a long day. It's what the Griswolds wore over uh, in England or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Those hats, but it's whatever. The Griswolds? Yeah, when they were in England or British. I don't remember or Britain that or whatever. I didn't, I didn't really pay attention to that one too much. Oh, it's not, it's not the best one. So that was that, that was that, and then I'll, I mean, didn't even get to the biggest news. LeBron he's switching to six. That's the biggest news of the day, apparently. That's all Keep I heard going. about all day. That's all I heard all day. LeBron switching to six. Uh, okay. Does does that mean he's gonna be six years younger? No. <laughs> like they kept showing highlights of like him being six in in like Miami and like oh six LeBron's back and it's like you know like. He's still going to be 37, right? He's not going to yeah. be that player anymore, right? Like, you know that. Like, I hope you yeah, understand. He's going to have the six on, but he's going to be 37. 
He's still gonna be thirty-seven. I think he just wants to change up a little bit. He didn't want to wear the twenty-three. It's another revenue we'll stream. That's him. Exactly. You know how many people are gonna buy that number six LeBron James jersey in L.A. in every single colorway? He's gonna make a shit ton of money off of this. And AD's sticking at three. So who's gonna get number twenty-three? Who's getting twenty-three? Who are they gonna get? You know who wore twenty-three in college? Anthony Davis. Bradley Beal. Did he? Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal won 23 at Florida. Give it to Bradley Beal. Is that what is that what the whole move is? No, I have no idea. That's probably not the move. No. They're yeah, gonna be lucky if they move. can they're gonna be lucky if they can patch those things together and get um I like the <laughs> idea. I like the idea of them getting rid of most of those guys and turning somehow turning it into like a sign and trade with Schroeder to like Den for to Detroit for Jeremy Grant and then packaging Kuzma, THT, maybe a KCP for Buddy Heald, and then you play AD at the five all year and oh, you space man. it out. You give LeBron some space, a little pace and space. I I like that. We'll see though. I, I I don't know what they do. Do they package up some things and just go get CJ McCollum? Maybe. Why not? I, I'd rather. If yeah, you have CJ McCollum as your third, your third guy, hell yeah, I'd take that. If you have Anthony Davis and LeBron James and you add CJ McCollum, okay. Now we're talking. Anthony Davis is probably gonna be the best player on the team next year, most likely. It just objectively, just not being an idiot about this, we yeah, gotta think. Yeah, LeBron yeah. is thirty-seven, coming off. You know, a couple major injuries here that for the first time in his career, Father Time is kind of caressing his shoulder, like, "Hey, I'm, I'm here, I'm close, man." But I, I don't know. <laughs> Blinka's got a lot of work to do. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, 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 well, we know LeBron can always give you twenty, can always give you about eight assists, can always give you about eight rebounds. That's why. I mean, maybe six rebounds or something like that. Maybe you know what I mean. But like. I'm I'm waiting for the progression, but like I don't know if it's gonna ever gonna happen. I'm what him just like 40. him just falling off a cliff? Like it's gonna happen. No, 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 no. Like him like posting up sometimes and him just passing and then trying to set up his team. Well, I think too, it's like well, maybe getting 18 a game. If you can't get a Jeremy Grant or something, because I mean they were hot on Jeremy Grant last year, like after the Denver series and they won the title. Like you know everyone knew that Jeremy Grant was gonna get paid and like the fascination that LA had with him. Like they were like, hopefully he's at a certain price point where they'd be able to get him. And you know, obviously he got a shit ton of money cause he deserves every cent of it. So I just don't see a way that Detroit just gets rid of him like that. But I was seeing a couple like ideas float out there where it was like, okay, maybe that is a very, that's a gainable thing for LA to do. They have a lot of, they have a lot of assets to kind of move he's some good, stuff yeah. around. So, but they again, I think this all at the end of the day, it has to be Anthony Davis has to play five all the time. Straight up, you're gonna hurt your. He's hurting himself more actually by being more of a perimeter oriented player. Honestly, it's. Does he want to do that though? Well, the thing does. is, like, I got it when he first came in because there were still some like rough and tough bruiser kind of centers still in the league oh, where yeah, it's like I don't want right, to get yeah. beaten down all the time. Now most dudes, there's not a lot of dudes like that anymore to play yeah, center. Really, really, there isn't, and he's one of the best finishers and rollers in the league. I mean, it's just it. It's a layup every single time with him coming off a roll like that hard. Like it's just, and maybe you sprinkle in a mid range shot every now and then. But like him being so perimeter oriented, he gets hurt more with that. The falling down, people landing, him landing on people's feet potentially every single time he takes a jump shot. It's just, it's, 
it's going to wear them down even more. It's more exhausting to do that. If, unless you're just set a screen, you dive real quick and you get a layup. Like it's just so much simpler. So I don't know what needs to happen for Anthony Davis to go. Ah, yes. I, if I play center, I'm the best center of basketball. Okay. I get it, but I, I don't know. I don't know. But, that's that. LeBron is he's six, so I don't. I don't hey, know. hey, Caldwell Pope got some. Um, he made top ten defensive when they they voted. He made top ten. So for defensive, for defensive player of the year. Yeah, he made. I think he was eight in votes. So huh? give him a little credit. <laughs> Caldwell Pope was like eight in, in votes. Where was Braun? Not in that. Not in there. Huh? I don't. Th- I don't think he was. Where was Anthony Davis? I think he was in there. I think he was top. I think it was Rudy. Um, I saw Rudy Gobert on the screen. I, I looked away. What's the top three? What's the top four? Who wait? Who was it? Was Rudy, Draymond, Ben Simmons, well, ben, and Bam? Ben, ben Simmons. Okay. Did Ben Simmons finish second? Yeah. He should have won it. He should have fucking. Wait a won minute. It. Wait a minute. I don't know. I don't know. I might be wrong. It, Draymond probably either. was second. Draymond was probably second. I saw Rudy and then, Gobert, and then I I turned away. I I wasn't oh, paying okay. attention. I have the yeah, I have the TV on like mute. I have it on like mute. I mean, again, I'm not surprised. Any of these awards come out, if you really just you comb through the whole thing, you see some really just oddball, just some curveballs that people threw out there. Like, you really did that, pal? That's what you wasted your vote on? Derrick Rose? Huh? <laughs> Derrick Rose, huh, man? For what? Yeah, come on. Come on. Contavious Caldwell Polk is a defensive player of the year. What, dude? I know, dude. What the fuck? This, this year was so... T- Whatever, man. I don't know how these people do it, but that's incredible. That's hey, incredible. Uh, he was running his ass around all year, man. <laughs> I guess, man. Uh, I don't know. But, like this is it, the year. Like, okay. I think it's because Lakers are number one defensively team. In right. The, in the NBA, and, and I guess you I think you throw LeBron in there. He played a lot better defense than KCP <laughs> yeah. did all year, but LeBron <laughs> but, has had hey. at least one first place MVP vote like for eighteen years now. That's like insane. That is crazy. Father's time's catching up to him though, but he's still like, oh man, he only averages twenty five a game now. What a fucking bum. <laughs> he stinks. Yeah. I just he's actually, I just did you see that Channing Fry said like immediately after like game six that like LeBron should just retire. I was like, what are you talking about? Are you insane? He's like, yeah, if he's not. He's averaging under 25 points a game. He should just retire. It's like... Are you talking about that bag of bones what? at the end of his career? I was like, what? <laughs> now, hey, let's watch it. Talking about Channing Fry like that. Okay. Come on, man. He won He won a series against Atlanta for sure. The way he just shot the ball against them. Mike Budenholzer giving up a million threes. That's what's up. That's what he does. But, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I... I can. That's I didn't crazy. even look. I did not even look at the defensive player of the year thing. I literally saw Rudy Gobert in a blazer. I was like, "Oh, cool! So he's getting defensive player of the year." Ignore. I think there's a couple other questionable ones, but I don't know. There, there always is. There always the is. I still couldn't believe Derrick Rose got a vote yesterday. Like the <laughs> like, there were multiple people who didn't even have Joel Embiid in their top five. What? Top five. They didn't even have him in a top five finish. Some people didn't. If they, if you would have looked the way their ballot went out. Like Embiid wasn't even in their top five for candidates. It's like, what are we doing here, guys? Like, <laughs> oh, you want to, All right, so this is the back end. It's Giannis is after Bam fourth. So Giannis and, was fifth. Yeah, and then it's okay. Clint Capella, Joel Embiid, okay. Drew Holiday, okay. Miles Turner, Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler, uh, Jimmy five. Butler. 
Miles Turner should have got more love, man. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was excellent. Hey, Jay, he was insane. Was steals, and you know how we feel about that stat. But hey, look, let me tell you something here, okay? Look, I just looked at Rudy Gobert's kind of his numbers league wide. Andre Drummond had the same kind of standing last year, okay? Look, hey, I look. I get it, you you dorks about Rudy Gobert, all right? But all right, man. <laughs> God damn it, dude! Rudy Gobert is gonna win like every defensive player of the year from now on. Like that's ben Simmons it. Came in second. Too, that's so. it. Ben Simmons should have won it. He should have won know. it. Let him get one. It literally was looking like we we're on the path to Joel Embiid being MVP and then Ben Simmons being Defensive Player of the Year. Like it was, Man. we were on the path. Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! He's probably never gonna get closer. Well, Embiid will, but Ben will probably never get closer to a Defensive Player of the Year. Like the Utah finished first in the West, so they gotta throw him a Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, like, yeah. Like, I think Donovan Mitchell was what, like 15th in MVP voting or something like that? That's yeah. insane. <laughs> I would have given him a couple more votes than Derek fucking Rose. Yeah, I mean. The sixth man for the Knicks? Yeah. Come, come on. on. Good lord. <laughs> Two My people in the Knicks. God, dude. Two people in the Knicks. Top yeah, 10. Julius Randle and, and Donovan Mitchell, the number one seed, the best player on the number one overall seed in the league. Good lord. That stinks, yeah, we'll man. That stinks. That system is so broken, man. Good lord, dude. <laughs> that sucks, man. It's funny, but it's, well, it's it like, don't mean well, I mean, it's kind of it like, funny, it was kind of like, I don't know, it was funny just to look at the MVP stuff because there really wasn't a lot going on today. Like, sports-wise, like, luckily, like, I don't know, Andrew Brandt started talking about, like, his time in Green Bay and like what would is potentially happening with Aaron Rodgers behind the scenes where like that was actually interesting. But he basically just because he worked for the Packers for about 10 or 11 years. He was there when Favre was getting ready on his way out. And then he's mm-hmm. the one who kind of brought Aaron Rodgers in there. And he was kind of describing how it is kind of in the behind the scenes of Green Bay where it's, you know, there's a council of people that run it, quote unquote. And then the general yeah. manager kind of goes, hey, I want to do this. And they go, we don't give a shit. Okay, you do it. You know, like they just is, defer to football. They're just okay. If that's Rogers the move you want to do, go for it. No, no, no. It's like I don't know. It's 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 just like the president, and that's it. You know, because they don't have an owner. They don't have an owner. Like the the city of Green Bay owns it technically. You know, it's that mom and pop bullshit that I think kind of plays into this a little bit. There, where it's like, if you look at this now, like Grunfeld is like he's the you know head honcho essentially. He has all the power there. And Aaron knows it. He knows that's how it works. And he knows that all of the issues that he has that literally Grunfeld can like fix these things because he has the power to do it. Yeah. Like getting rid of Jay Kumarall or getting rid of Jordy Nelson. You know, like I, that wasn't Kumarall then, but like the previous like Ted Thompson and stuff like that. He knew that those dudes could have kept them or at least talked to him about it. Same thing with John yeah. Kuhn and like. It's just, I don't think he just wants anything to do with that kind of just hierarchy, I guess, in a way. And also, he's kind of he's kind of watching what kind of he did to Brett Favre in a way where it's like, you know, Brent was talking about how Brett Favre's camp would call him every day. Like, do you know how bad it sucks for you to come in and have to, like, sit next to your replacement every day? And, like, you just know that guy's going to take your job. And I'm supposed to have lunch with this guy? Or, like... I'm supposed to teach him how to be a quarterback. That sucks. When is this guy going to get out of here? 
Yeah, no. Or am I going to get out of here? They just tell you just to play as well as you can. Right. And then Aaron Rodgers' camp was calling him like, hey, man, when is this old guy going to move? Like, is Aaron (laughs) Rodgers ever going to play? Like, what the hell is happening here? And then Brant had to be like, no, you know, things are happening, blah, blah, blah. You had to deal with some finesse. And he kind of brought up the point that, like, he didn't think that the management at the time was capable of dealing with this very volatile situation of bringing in a first round quarterback with Aaron Rodgers still playing at a very high level and not really ready to relinquish the title of being not even the best quarterback in the league, but just being the starting quarterback of the green Bay Packers. And then not to even have a conversation about it. It's kind of like, come on, bro. Like I think if you had a sat down and had a conversation with Aaron about it, he'd be cool. You know what I'm saying? Like if you had like, if you had the plan and be like, look, Aaron, you know, you're getting up there in age. We're still trying to talk about, you know, contract extension. Of course, you're going to get your money. Of course. But, like, we got to cover our own ass. Yeah. It, it's about way, we need to build for the future. Like, it's not a dumb move. Like, it's still, at the end of the day, it wasn't idiotic for them to get Jordan Love. It's not. It's, it's not. Yeah, but it's the fact that you didn't tell head. Aaron Rodgers that it was happening, and he's like, what the hell is this? Mm-hmm. What is and this? It, in his head, he's getting disrespected, right? And that's how, and that's how he's acting. And and it's like, okay, what are we doing to and disrespect him? A lot of the people him. still just bringing up this money thing. If it was about money, man, this wouldn't be an issue. They no. would do whatever they needed to do to be like, here you go, bro. Brand said the same thing where I thought was like, okay, so I, immediately after the championship game, you just sit him down and go, okay, what's the Mahomes deal? Here's more than that. You you're the most valuable player in the league right now. You're arguably the best quarterback in the league right now. You're still they, going. They, they didn't do Here nothing. you go. They didn't do anything. They just kind they of were just like, we're just like, okay, we're going to get a contract drafted. at some point. We'll get a contract. And then, you know, we did draft a quarterback. It is what it is, but we're going to get you money. Don't worry. We're we're still happy with you. You know, we drafted a quarterback in the first round. You didn't know about it, but we're still happy with you. We want Aaron here. So he's like, you know, fuck you, pal. I'm going to go and to it's, Hawaii. It's, it's I don't care. It'd be like, hey, we... Everyone drafts quarterbacks, so they always have. A well, way, it is, you know, it is, but they they have a conversation yeah. with their franchise quarterback about it. Exactly, keep them hey, in the do loop. I'm Aaron Rodgers. Who are you talking to? I'm just hey, Aaron, man. We're thinking about trading up and get this kid Jordan Love. We think he's a great talent. We can't miss on him. Okay, Why? man. Great. Fine. Let me whatever, man. Let me know what your plan is. Are we gonna take a receiver at some point? Okay, cool. Let me know. <laughs> Don't yeah. let him just sit there and watch the television screen going, all right, we're probably going wide out, right? What did he say? He said quarterback? He's a quarterback, right? Why? They traded up for a quarterback? Can you imagine him watching Excuse that Excuse me? Uh, pardon me? <laughs> I know I had two kind of stinker years, but I was still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And my standard wasn't that great, but what the hell is this? What? You took a quarterback? Okay. All right. I see you guys. All right. Well, it's like, but Brand was making a great point where it's like, like what we were talking about, like there's no situation right now where it makes sense for Green Bay to send him anywhere. Yeah, like nowhere. there's no compensation right now where there's like, there's probably like two or three teams that can do anything. I mean, anything, let alone being something that's good enough to get compensation for Aaron Rodgers. So it's kind of exactly. like, so this is going to go on for a long time. This is going to go on until, Week three, week four, this is going to be a long time, man. And it's going to be fascinating to see if Green Bay kind of sacks up and starts finding him and starts taking game checks away from him and just dumping gasoline into this fire. Or do they sit there and go, Aaron, you can come back whenever you feel like. Door's open. I don't care. Please just come back. 
or they're gonna be like, "Yo, bro, that's another game check. Let's go. You better show up, man." I think we're gonna see. Um, when's the last big holdout we saw? Le'Veon Bell or something? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I suppose. And he, so he's yeah, there he's week probably one. Show up and not play. I feel like that's what's gonna happen. Okay. Go for it. There. Go for it, man. Hey, Jordan Love was electric today. I was reading uh I was reading some tweets about him at practice. He was uh, oh, I can't. he was I killing can't it. No, seriously, he was killing it. <laughs> right. Aaron who? Who needs him? <laughs> Blake Bortles, boat show, he was throwing some dimes out there too, they said. So it looks like uh, you know, who needs Aaron Rodgers? You got Jordan Love and you got Blake Bortles. What else do you need? That's crazy because they 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 want someone that wants to be there, but also he wants he wants someone to respect us. Well, the thing is, like Rogers loves being there. He wants to be there. He just fucking hates all those people up there. That's the problem. That's the problem. And there's not a guy he can just go to. Hey, pal, I got a problem with this general manager here. Okay, he doesn't have an owner. Okay, he has to go to talk to everybody who lives in Green Bay and knock door to door. Like, hey, I I don't like the general manager. Okay, and they go. Okay, Aaron, I I don't know. I I just buy season tickets sometimes. I don't know. Cause, sure. Because you know if you have an owner behind you, you can do whatever. You can, you got the, you got the team. You, you right. know what I mean? If, if, they, if the Green Bay had an owner, they probably wouldn't be in the So, whatever, pal. Go exactly. go host Jeopardy. I don't care. He's not playing for another team but me. That's it. Look, I don't care. If no one gives me a trade worth him, why would you get rid of him? I wouldn't. It'd be, it'd be dumb. No. So don't just sit on them. Don't no just do it just trade. to do it. Don't don't just trade him just because you feel like you have to. Just yeah. just keep him. Whatever, man. Like, it, th- there's nothing that's gonna be worth it. There's nothing. There's nothing that's gonna be worth it, man. There's nothing. And who just knows? What if Jordan just, Love tears it up and then you're like, okay, maybe we have a direction here. But what if he stinks? He could stink. And then they're like, Aaron, please, whatever we need to do, we will sacrifice. Whoever you want, just come back, please, for the love of God. Because Jordan Love stinks. What do we do? Well, we need you, Aaron. Aaron's got that golf. You want my home's money? Training for that, for that golf. Oh, that golf thing you know how many? Co- I'm, I'm actually really interested to see like who kind of presses the buttons with him during that that show. Like, hey, so Green Bay, huh? You going back? And he's gonna be like, oh well, you know, I'm gonna tap dance around there. He's gonna be like, hey, fuck you, pal. Fuck that question. I'm not going back to Green Bay. They can suck it. I'm not going anywhere close to Green Bay. So, yeah, I'm on record saying that. Or is he going to be like, oh, you know, it is what it is right now. James Jones said it's it's he's ready to – Aaron Rodgers is ready to go back in there and do whatever it takes to make things right. I think watches, he's he wrong. He probably has to handle his off-the-field off situation before anyone trades for him. I don't think anyone's going to want to grab that situation and want to deal with it. But What, Aaron Rodgers? No, Deshaun Watson. Oh, Deshaun Watson. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, let him handle. I think that let's first. let's get the legal stuff out of the way first before we start throwing compensation at uh at Deshaun. Yeah, can't there. do that. That's so. There's that, and then finally, the Major League Baseball is kind of doing something about, I guess, doctoring the balls. Something that's been going on for over a hundred years now, and finally, the players are kind of fed up with it, and the league is kind of listening to them now because you know, the offenses stink. They're bad. They're hitting around 236 average. That's bad. That's around like uh, 1968 stuff. So um, finally, they're kind of like, okay, we hear you guys. We need to do something about this. So we're going to have to start checking every pitcher to make sure they don't have any pine tar or spider tack or sunscreen, whatever on them. So I can't. So like what Jeff Passon was talking about and like explaining what this 
kind of the evolution of what this has been. It's like, it started out, you know, with the spitball and, you know, that got outlawed in the twenties and there was one pitcher who was allowed to do it because he was grandfathered into it. He, he was using it until 1934. He was still using the spitball. I was like, what the hell is this shit? Rules? <laughs> you can be grandfathered into rules in the major leagues. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, you know, from then on, it morphed into people just using, you know, spit from their chewing tobacco or, you know, their sweats, like, you know. Um, and then, you know, guys like Phil Negro would like, he'd have the nail file in his back pocket. He'd file that baseball down like every other batter so he can get a good grip and get a certain spin on the ball. And then mm-hmm. it got to the point where like, eh, I'll get a little extra sunblock on my arm. Give me some sunscreen there. That's it. Now it came to the point just a couple years ago where they were like Walter Whiting this. They were like Heisenberg. They were cooking up their own stuff like with a mixture of like rosin and these other kind of like, kind of like stick them a little bit. I think it's kind of like a way to put it. And they would cook it up in like a like a soda can, like a drug addict. And they would have it and they would carry it around with them. And turn into a chemist. Exactly. And then it finally someone was hip to what the competitive bodybuilders are using when they're building. You know that one competition where they're building up the the giant boulder. Mm-hmm. They're putting this spider tack stuff on their hands so the boulder doesn't slip out of their hands and crush their goddamn legs. So yeah. now the pitchers are using that now. And it was kind of not that big of an issue, the doctoring of the ball, because, you know, the pitcher said, hey, pal, it gives me better grip. So I don't hit you in the head, bud. I got better control here. We're good. I'm not going to hit mm-hmm. you in the head. You're fine. So you're comfortable in the box. Don't worry about it. I got more control. We're good. And now it came to the point now. You see dudes like Trevor Bauer. Garrett Cole, like the way they're spinning this ball, the way that everyone, like the people who are coming out of the pin, the way they're spinning these balls, it's absolutely insane. Like Tim Kirkson yeah, was the- breaking down like the the spins per minute or something like that. And these are things that like no one has ever seen before the numbers that these people do. I think like Trevor Bowers went up like 600 since he left Cleveland and went to Cincinnati and then now in LA. It's like, it's bananas. So, and these pitchers... <laughs> These pitchers lost in this is these pitchers are already just so good. They don't need extra stuff to make it like a wiffle ball out there. They're already so goddamn good that these these hitters have no chance anyway. Even if they aren't doctoring the ball, they don't have a chance. But I just don't know how they're gonna enforce this. I just don't. I, this is so difficult to enforce. This is such a slippery slope about things, and you're gonna check every single dude like. Between innings, like, you're worried about pace of play and shit. How much longer are games going to go when you have to investigate every single pitcher, like, when he comes out back from the dugout? How do you know he didn't put some stuff on his hands then? Like, are you going to yeah. check him and inspect him when he goes to the mound every single time? When a guy comes in for the bullpen, are you inspecting him? Like, okay, I'm not putting it on my arms anymore. I'm not Michael Pineda and just covering my neck with it like an idiot where it's super obvious. I'm not putting yeah. it on my hat. But... I put some in my ass crack or something like that. I put it near my balls. You're going to check my, you're going to pull my pants down and check to see if I have something there. Like you can't get every single thing. You can't, you can't catch everything. Like Christ. Okay. So a perfect example of how bad the doctoring got is like, do you remember that play where in, in St. Louis where Brett Cecil threw like a curveball and it bounced and then Yadier Molina, the umpire couldn't find it. And the ball was literally stuck to Yadi's catcher's gear it was literally stuck to his chest because there was so much gunk and stuff on the ball 
it's stuck to Yadier Molina. And there are two people, and then the batter going, where'd the ball go? It's it's on your chest protector, bro, because there's so much bullshit on the ball. It's like and then they, they saw that, and they them. were just like, all right, just keep it moving. Just throw the ball back. We got to keep it moving here. Keep it going. That's crazy, dude. But, like, I mean, it's insane. Like they gotta address it a little bit, but there's always gonna have someone out there with better. Someone's stuff. always gonna bend the rules. Someone's gonna figure out a way to do it. Baseball's been doing it for hundreds and hundreds of years, and this is kind yeah, of they're cooking it up. These things are we'll just what boils down to me going like I don't care about hearing what people are doing to cheat because as much as people want to talk about how great baseball is and the tradition and the history and blah blah blah, it's built on a lot of people just cheating every day. Honestly. <laughs> Everyone's stealing signs all the time. People are doctoring balls. People are corking the bat. People are putting too much pine tar on their bat. People are—I I don't know what they're doing, but something there's something shady every goddamn day out of out of out of Major League Baseball where somebody's doing something they shouldn't be doing all the time. It's literally all the time. Any st- yeah. if you don't follow baseball regularly, like I haven't followed for a while. This past like this past year, I've been kind of off lately. I don't know why. I stopped following after like the first week hardcore. Like I was really following it. But it seems like just casually following it, there's just some kind of controversy every goddamn week where it's like, okay, well, what happened now? Well, what are you guys doing now? You guys aren't yeah. – wh- how are you doing that? How have you been getting away with that? So it's kind of like – I don't know, man. You're going to be upset about the Astros for stealing signs, but, like, the person that they were stealing the signs from was a dude who was putting, like, I don't know, sticky tack on the ball to make it move like a wiffle ball. So, like, I, I don't know who's right and who's wrong. I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, don't know. the dudes were Whoever taking steroids. They're like, all right, we're going to make this ball impossible to hit. So good luck. I, I, don't, I don't know. But I think now that they're going to try and put this effort here, like, you're going to see these batting averages go up like 10 or 20 points. You're going to see just immediate results. I swear. I just, it's going to be out of nowhere. There's going to be an offensive explosion. But uh, you could stop it for a little bit. Like, are they going to consistently check these people all the time? Is this something that's going to happen every day going forward? Or is this just something that, you know, Josh Donaldson raised the alarm, people are outraged by it, and then they got to go, okay, full court press, we're smashing this shit, we're putting the fire out. People forget about it. Maybe something cool, Shade Otani, keep doing cool stuff. Everybody will stop paying attention about the doctoring of balls. We'll just yeah. worry about how great he is, and then we won't care anymore. And people will forget about it. But I don't know how long that takes. Like, how long does that take? Are they really uh, – I just can't imagine them just every every five minutes. You're just checking a dude. Let me see your ball cap. Uh, right. Your ball cap's a little dirty, pal. I'm going to need you to wear a different hat. Like, are we, is this what we're going to do? Which I don't know, man. Is it is that going to be better for baseball? Is that going to raise the ratings? I don't know. Maybe, maybe if people get some hits, maybe I'll be more interested. Because like I can't just casually watch a baseball game. Anymore. I'm not gonna lie, it's boring. It's it's boring. It is. Like I've I'll, I'll fall asleep. I'll doze off a little bit. I've been watching baseball since I was a kid. Nowadays, this is boring stuff right now. And like I love pitchers dominating and pitchers pitching, man. But there's it gets to a point where I was like, all right, man, these guys don't have a prayer. They have a prayer to hit these balls. They have no chance. Yeah. So I don't know though. It's pretty fascinating to see how this goes forward. I actually I was actually gonna look up and see what Garrett Cole is doing today because this is he plays he plays Josh he Donaldson. Pay, he, he pitched well tonight. Oh, it's already over. No, it's 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 close to over, I think. But the what's Yankees the Yankees score? Oh, it's nine to two. Yeah. Yankees got fifteen hits. They it looks like they're finally getting out of that little slump there. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Well. 
Maybe the Twins pitcher didn't think Cole was going to cheat tonight, and he did. <laughs> and he pitched straight up and got his ass up. Yeah, what if it comes out, like, his RPMs or whatever, because they were saying, like, it was, like, really down, like, his last start. Josh well, Jones was like, if, you think that's a coincidence? Huh? What you if cheated. they don't press on the issue really until the postseason and teams start calling out teams <laughs> and it's like, oh, shit. Oh, it's just going to be one more thing for it to be like, hey, are you sure he's got – check his hat. Take his glove away. <laughs> Give him a body check. He needs a full, a full body. Search yeah, give him a cavity search or something. Get him out of here. Let's see. Unbelievable. Someone had posted up what his spin numbers were tonight, and it looked like they were the same as usual. I don't know how to how to read these stats actually. Uh, yeah, I don't know how to read spin rates. These numbers are might as well just be in Chinese. Yeah, I was about to say I haven't uh, I haven't there been a lot of spin ratings, but. Those, it's those it's fascinating. I've, I've dug into it the past couple days, and it's just like it's insane the spin that these people are putting on these balls, man. It's nuts. And the, and they're throwing it at, like it's like they're adding the shit to make it spin, and it's weighing it to go faster. So it's like holy well, like shit. these dudes just their talent is insane. Like you got dudes throwing ninety two mile per hour sliders. You got guys throwing ninety seven to hundred miles an hour on a two seam fastball. It's just yeah. people have gas nowadays. And then you're adding something in it that makes it spin all weird and move all over the place like a wiffle ball in the backyard. Good luck. I don't know what I'm supposed to do here, dude. So no wonder everybody's getting no hit every other week. I don't know what you're supposed to do. It's like a 14, 16 mile per hour difference between the change up and the fastball. Oh, it's coming dude, in like it's that, absolutely right? bananas. It's it's insane. A dude right, will get yeah, to about great. 82 in his change up and then he throws a 102 mile per hour heater and you're like, what? What am I supposed to do with this? And just to elaborate on how bad the hitting is, if it finished today, the Mariners and the Indians would be the two worst hitting teams of all time. Like of all the time. 1920s. There are, what I say there was, there's like eight teams that all have a team batting average under 230. Like, that's <laughs> nuts. And there's like eight teams that have a batting average under 235. Like, it's, yeah, it that's needs, not it good. Needs to be addressed. Not great. Not great, man. Get on need, it. Need, we're going to have people batting in the hundreds. Look, we need somebody <laughs> to get – we need to figure this out, okay? we got a whole team getting in the hundreds. Look, I love Is pitching. There? I love pitching, but give me a couple of hits. Give me a break, man. I need something. Wait, I need something, pull man. up a double-A, bunch of double-A players to hit better than that. I mean, because those they, kids. They, I mean, they get up there, they wouldn't be able to hit it either. <laughs> you got people missing first base and missing bases on home run trouts. So it's like oh, – even if they do terrible. get a hit, it doesn't matter. Like the kid – what was it, Kier and Brian? Like Pirates, for the Pirates, yeah. like he completely missed first base. How do you miss first base, bro? Where have you been? Are you, do you just not and the, the double yeah, A kid, like for the Kansas City Royals, like double A Philly, but he hits. He hit home plate twice. Like the umpire watched him hit home plate twice, and then he cleaned the plate off, and he's like, "Hey, this motherfucker didn't touch home plate. You know what? That's that's a triple. That's a long triple. So get on over there, pal." Like, you watched him do it. Like, he slid his foot across, then he slid his second foot across. Like, you can literally watch it. He hit it, yeah. and then the umpire saw it. He's like, eh, he cleaned the plate off. You know, no, now that I think about it, I don't think he touched home plate. So, yeah, walk your ass back 90 feet. That's a long triple. Okay, man. What the hell? Just touch all the bases, right? Like, right. touch all the bases, dude. Like, what is happening with baseball? People almost are allergic to the bases. I touched the base. First base and miss that thing. It's kind of like it was kind of comical how he missed it. It's like he was almost missing it, it on purpose. Like, like even his stride, like he just just walked right over it. It's just like how did you how did you yeah. do that? 
Especially if I hit a home run, I better make sure it's like, all right, let me make sure I touch every base. Let me make sure I touch every base. Are you telling me you can't break the stride so much to end up hitting first base? You just got to go. That's how fast you're coming out the box. He wasn't. He was like, well, he was busting out because he's like, he didn't know if it was going to get out or not. So he's like, I got to get on my horse here. And then he sounded like it was going. And he was like, well, I just missed first base, but I think I touched it. Also, when you know you touched first base, like you'd feel it in your hitch. You'd be like, oh, I just hit something. He was just like, nope, I'm just good. All the way around. He's trying to touch it perfectly, which is just acid. Which, how, that's not also, it's kind of like, he, he couldn't, couldn't the umpire just be like, hey, you didn't touch first base, bro. Like, come on back for a second. Like, real, like before he got too far, I was like, Psst, you didn't touch first base. He goes, oh, all right, let me touch first base real quick. He gets all the way around. It's like, hey, idiot, you didn't even touch first base. I watched you not touch first base. You ran all the way around. Stupid. I could have easily, I could have saved you a lot of embarrassment, but I didn't. Dodgers versus the Pirates as well. You know, try to just give the Pirates any hope at all. <laughs> Taking away their hands. Pirates are having trouble with first base. Having trouble with first base. That, they have, they've they've had big trouble all year. Whatever that whatever that play was where Javi Baez just I don't oh, know. Lord. I don't know what the hell. I don't know how just touch first base, pal. I don't know. Do they not practice that? Just they touching first base? base just touch dumb. first base. That's not hard. That's crazy. They don't know where first base is. Shocking they haven't made the playoffs since I've been alive. No way. I I wouldn't believe it. Pirates stink. What is happening in this game? Oh god. Well, this will be a quick conversation tomorrow, so there's gonna be no, no there's gonna be nothing to talk about tomorrow. There's gonna be nothing to talk about. I was my hoping turn, my, my I was hoping off. this game was gonna be like really close or something like that, so we can get like into a what deep I'm analysis of what's happening and like it's ninety one to sixty eight right now. Yeah. Well, with ten minute, ten and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter, so mine lagged out. I was hoping, uh, hey, you you cut the cord, but like, you don't have like an actual streaming service. You just like, you just pirate stuff every day, right? Oh yeah, we're 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 just looking around. But Phoenix, same thing as game one. They turn save one, stuff probably. for tomorrow, dude. We're not gonna have any content tomorrow. We don't have anything. What are we gonna talk about? We talk about Aaron Rodgers again. We could. Talk about, talk about LeBron. Well, talk about LeBron being six again. We talk. We could break down the Space Jam two trailer. I don't yeah. know. Hey, big, good. hey, big, big show on Thursday. Big show Thursday night. I'm telling you, it's gonna be a big one. I don't know what Is we're gonna right? do. I don't know what we're gonna do. I'll figure something out. But there's not much. I mean, I guess we could prep for you know the games that night. Sure. Yeah. I guess. I guess there's some stuff. We'll figure something out, huh? There's always something. So. With that, I mean that great yeah. that great lead in and that kind of sell into the next episode. I know everyone's chomping at the bit to find out what we do tomorrow. After that great sell, like big show, big show tomorrow. Make sure you tune well, in. If it's like taking the mystery box or taking the boat. Taking I mean, the mystery, mystery box, box, it could be a boat. So we'll see what happens here tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow's not gonna be a boat, but it could be a boat. Who knows? Hey, it could be. It could be though. This show's gonna stink. Oh well. Hey, hey, you know. Hey, the way for us, good for us to bounce back. You know, we tried to record at six thirty. I think it was seven, seven, and well, we got into, happen. we got into, uh, we got into a Paul George war. Got into Paul George wars. You gotta clear the water before you jump in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I'm kind of glad that we kind of got that out of our systems before we started recording, because then it'd be like, okay, well, we're just gonna have a, a giant, disgusting meltdown on the podcast, and then maybe that's what we'll do tomorrow. We'll argue about Paul George all day tomorrow. How about that? How's that sound? I don't know. He, he might, you know, he'll have a good day today. I think he didn't play today. I think he had he'll, a good, I, I, back, I heard so. he had a good shoot around today. So we can talk about that. Talk about yeah, that. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, we can talk about that. 
We can break down OTA somewhere. Yes. Yeah, we could do anything honestly, football or baseball. There's always something in there, I'm telling you. Yeah. Maybe uh maybe we'll do a oral history of doctoring baseball. So all the cheating that goes on in baseball. Maybe something like that. I don't know. Talk about uh, the Angels getting hot right now without Mike Trout. How when he does come back? Are they getting hot? I know. I know. Tiny hit a bomb yesterday. He's got seventeen. That's what's up. Oh, he's a he's a beast. He's two for three, I think. They're pitching him what? Like every two weeks now? Just give it up. Just play right field. That's he's it. Not, yeah, exactly. Come on. Or or look, he's got or stuff. Look at that MVP. Make him a closer. Make him a closer. Or any relief. I would, yeah, Make him a closer. He's got gas, uh, yeah, man. He's got some stuff. He's got filthy stuff, man. Come in there for like three dudes. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. That's it, bro. Play him out in right field. And they're just like, oh, Tony, you're up. And he just jogs out from right field uh, yeah, onto the mound. He'd be sick as hell. Shut it down. One, two, three. Boom. It's amazing out. they said he was a better pitcher than a hitter. <laughs> well, he's raking right now. What, he crushed that one? It was like 470 feet? I think. Dude, it's incredible. He's hit, he's hit multiple. Yeah, very far, very, very far. I guess this is what like what people thought like Babe Ruth was. Like like being in that time, we're like, yo, this Babe Ruth dude's insane. Yeah. But then you just see I mean, Otani or just anybody else do it, and you're like, oh, that's, that's not that impressive. That's cool, I guess. I mean, it's just how – it's crazy how they just – I thought he was like a high school hitter. Like they didn't even say he was a college hitter, so I don't know. I missed that one. <laughs> Whoops! Hey, you can't nail them all. Not all. No, you can't nail every single one of them. I don't know how you missed that. How do you miss that one? How do you mess uh, up? How do you miss one Shadeo and Tani? Huh? That's the Angels might not have a pitcher. You know to throw him in there. Oh, they don't. You know, you know. Their so they their gotta... their pitching rotation stinks. It stunk yeah. for a long time. So they gotta throw Otani out there sometimes. I think their pitching rotation has been bad since you know they lost Jared Weaver, probably. Oh yeah, probably. Probably hasn't been any good <laughs> since then. And then, uh, God damn it, what was his uh? Why am I forgetting his name, dude? Uh, it, it was there. There was a bunch of people. Oh, there was God, Weber. dude. No, it was like he used to, he played for Anaheim for a long time. He was a pitcher for them a long time. Then he went to St. Louis. Then he went to Boston. God damn it, dude. My brain is mashed potatoes, man. There's no way I'm forgetting this guy's name. There's no way. Oh, my God. What what year you think? Oh, my God, dude. I can't be serious. How am I forgetting this guy, man? What is my problem, dude? Brandon Webb. Oh, no. No, it's not Brandon Webb. God damn it. Um... LA, LA pitcher, good Angels pitcher, good the ball slayer's career. Pitcher. Uh 2008. That didn't give me the the results I was looking for. Or did it? What was it? Dude, I am such a moron. Like I can't think of anything right now. Like who was it, dude? They had they had Bartolo Cologne. They had Scott Shields, and they had Jared Weaver, and they had Scott Casimir. Scott Casimir was a good one. No, dude, it was the other. God damn it! It was like 2007. Damn, what year was they that? Had some John there. Lackey. How did I forget John Lackey, dude? The Bulldog. How did I forget John forget Lackey, man? I'm a piece of shit for that. God. They had Irvin Santana, John Lackey, Jared Weaver. I love those Angels teams. They had a lot of 
names. They were fun as hell to play with in those MLB the shows. Sean oh, yeah. Figgins, man, with Vladimir Guerrero, Mike Napoli. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. They were nasty. Eric Ibar out there, too. That team was dirty. Dude, they were so good in the video games. Howie Kendrick, dude. Howie Kendrick mm-hmm. always killed in that game. <sighs> what the fuck are we talking about, dude? All right, man. It's late. It's 1130. Yeah, I got to. That's it. That's it for me. That's it for us. Yeah. So thanks for hanging out with us. So this is yeah, this is what we're gonna do now. This is us, Monday through Friday. You know, That's just it. get through the sports day and kind of talk about whatever happens. So That's right. All right, man. We'll All try right, and figure out some more stuff tomorrow. We'll look. We'll you know, dig in between That's the couch cushions. There'll be something. I'll find some stuff during the day. You know, well, you're gonna you're gonna research stuff. All right, he's gonna research stuff. Cool. This I'm very. I'm fascinated to see where this goes. I'm very fascinated to see where well, this hey, goes. We gotta find <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. All right. It's over. It's over. Y'all take it easy. I'm out.